Yo, what up? Welcome back. My name is Kimberly. What's up, everybody? Marquise here. Um, we're back again with another episode. Uh, sorry our last episode was so short. Um, we spoke to why it was so short, but this it still episode... still <laughs> felt rushed, which is interesting because when we first began this, I was hoping to have our episodes a little shorter. Like, I was honestly against the hour episodes. I was like, why does Marquise want this so long? Marquise doesn't know this because I had this thought in my head. Um, but it actually works out. So yeah, our hour uh, definitely works out. So yeah, how are you? I'm good this morning. We're actually recording this on the first day of Black History Month. Yes. Happy Black History Month to all my black folks. We're uh, out there thriving and doing well and being awesome so i saw uh this morning that complex they're gonna do this thing where they honor um a black person every day of the month and they started today with barack obama that's um dope were you old enough to vote for obama both terms i was you were okay um actually i don't know if i was the first term no i think i was just no, yeah, that was my first year I was able to vote. Vote. I was 18. It was either yeah. that or I decided not to. But I feel like it was I wasn't able to vote because I know that I voted the Second next term. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it was funny. Like, I remember when he won and, uh, like, I remember going home from work and seeing people, like, out on the street and everything, cheering and all that. And it, it's funny, like – I. I don't know. I think kind of like black folks had this assumption, like we would be saved or, or something. I mean, it in was a dope. sense, yes. Yeah. Like, it, oh, we finally, you know, continue to have this a black person in power. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, happy Black History Month. Uh, I mean, I don't want to kind of beat around the bush as far as. So basically, so today is February 1st, um, and uh, this past Sunday, um, we lost a legend, Kobe Bryant. And it was like before I get into, you know, like just talking about all the details and everything, the day that I think it was the day that he passed, I think I texted you and I was like, yo, we should do an episode this week. Yes, you did. Um, Either that or the next day, but. Either way, it was. I was sitting in the coffee shop when I heard the news, yeah. and um, I was sitting with one of my friends, Ira, and he said Kobe Bryant just died, and I was like, Kobe, yeah, Bryant, right? Like, right? What do you mean, <laughs> right? Um, and so he said he had overheard people just saying that, and then. Um, I look on the internet and then the first thing I see is the TMZ stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay. So I remember back to when, um, Paul Walker had passed and Paul Walker, um, I really, really liked because I love the fast and furious movies and I still will be there in the theater when F9 comes out in May on May 22nd. Yeah. We'll talk about that trailer. Um, (laughs) And so, I was like, no way, because when they broke that story, it was like, Paul Walker dies in fiery car crash. And I was like, y'all are bullshitting Yeah, you don't me. believe it. It's yeah, like you don't want to yeah, believe it. Yeah, you're bullshitting me right now. And so then right. when they released that, I was like, 
I didn't know how to feel. Like, I just didn't know how to feel at all. Uh, no, I feel you. I felt the same. Like, I was at home chilling, and my brother called me. He's like, oh, Keith, did you hear? And I'm like, nah, hear what? And he's like, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter accident. And I just, I like froze. I didn't know what to say. Like, I, like, I don't know. It, it's not easy for me or whatever. Like, you know, like, not this soon in my life. I thought that someone of the magnitude of Kobe Bryant, like, you know, Kobe was more than just a, you know, one of a kind basketball player. You know, he represented so many things to people across the world. And, you know, I was introduced to Kobe the first time. I remember when I was younger, it was in one of his video games. It was called uh, Kobe Bryant NBA Courtside. And now it came out on Nintendo 64. Mm -hmm. And I was like 10 years old or something like that. I was mad young. And, like, I didn't have a full grasp on basketball or whatever. Um, but I knew it was a game that I enjoyed playing. And, you know, as I got older, like, Kobe quickly became one of my favorite players. Like, I remember listening to, you know, family argue about – or, you know, not argue, but saying, like, oh, you know, that boy is bad. Or he's the next MJ, blah, 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 this and that. And, you know, I just thought he was legit, you know. And fast forward a couple of years, I had gotten the opportunity to meet Kobe. So my cousin Jamie, he used to dance at the Nuggets games. And we got to stand in the tunnel or whatever as the Laker players had ran out. And uh, this was like after all the rape accusations that Kobe had. So, mm -hmm. you know, he was coming to a city that hated him. Like this was when Melo was here and I think AI was here as well. It was either AI or Chauncey Billups, some, one of them or whatever. But I know Carmelo Anthony was here and like people in Denver hated Kobe. Like, I remember hearing people call him a nigger. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, like yeah, oh, all geez. that shit. Like, all of it. And he just, he was able to, like, put, you know, like, my feelings never wavered on who he was or whatever. And, you know, he was able to run out of the tunnel, shake my hand, and he was like, what's up, little man? And, like, and he kept it pushing. And he went out there and, like, I remember he scored, like, 42 points and, like, the Lakers won or whatever. Uh -huh. And like it was like it was dope because he shut up all the fans or whatever and in a hostile environment, you know, right. and, you know, we all the type of we all know the type of career that, you know, Kobe went on to have. Like, I remember one of my freshman year in high school, I did. Uh, did you ever have Miss Lawson? She's a mm -hmm. computer teacher. No, it kind of sounds familiar. Yeah, she's, but I think she's still there. High school is a blur. <laughs> rough. <laughs> it is a blur. I only remember like some parts, but it's funny. Back. Like I remember this specifically. Like one of my first projects because we had to do a project on like a famous person. Mm -hmm. I think it was for Black History Month too. It definitely was. Yeah. So sh we had to choose like a black figure that we had liked in our lives and minds was on Kobe Bryant. Like I did a PowerPoint presentation on Kobe Bryant, and yeah, and like we all, like I said, we all know the type of career he went on to have and you know his final game I remember watching in my living room like screaming at my tv so happy because he dropped 60 and like yeah so all the famous people were there like Jay-Z Snoop Kanye was there everybody was there everybody who was somebody was there to watch Kobe's final game or whatever that he played at Staples and you know Kobe's influence on the world you know it didn't stop after basketball his influence shined through as a dad you know as a husband and as a man and you know all the while being a, a not only a global ambassador for basketball but he was like a global ambassador for excellence you know with mamba right. mentality and you know it, it was applicable to not only sports but you know across your entire life and 
like in in true fashion, Kobe's level of perfection, you know, people are like, oh, you know, Kobe, we'll never, you know, see Kobe's son or, you know, he never got the son. And like he's four for four with girls like, you know, he's he, he shot for perfection. If he would have had a boy, mm-hmm. then, you know, it would have threw off his <laughs> his quest for excellence. And yeah, I don't know. And when the news came that, you know, he died in a helicopter crash, like, I don't know. Like, I just felt like a part of my childhood was lost. Like, it was mad sad. Like, it, it sucks. And yeah, I'd see people on social media talk about, well, you know, isn't he like a, didn't he get charged, you know, with being basically a rapist? Right, and right. It's like, how fucking shallow are you that you, that somebody who, like, they people don't give people the benefit of the doubt to change. Right. Like he, whatever he did, you know, out here in Denver, maybe it was the Springs or the mountains. I don't know where the fuck it was. I know it happened in Colorado, but whatever happened or whatever, it's like people can change. People can grow. And the fact that he had four girls, like he supported and was a an advocate for like women and women's sports and advancement for women. And he would even talk about that. So like for, I saw some people post, you know, he's basically a rapist. It's like, fuck you. Like you're not perfect. You're not perfect. I mean, I think that it's valid to bring that up, but I think the way that people um, tend to do that is interesting. Um, he, so I can't say that I really followed that story when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like Kobe Bryant has these uh, rape allegations and I don't even know what happened with the case. Right. Um, so I see Kobe Bryant as a great player and I see him as this f- person that raped somebody. I mean, like I said, I don't know um, what exactly happened with that case. But sometimes I feel like people want to be the first ones to say something opposite of what everyone else is saying. Mm-hmm. And I get that, you know, people in general want to be different. Right. But anytime like someone dies or something happens, it's like, oh, well, this. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this person did this. Right. And yada, yada, yada. And it's like, you know, let's just take the time to um, respect his game, um, call out what he did for what it is. Right. And then also respect that um, this person has passed away. And for me, it didn't really hit me too, too hard until I heard about his daughter. Like, Uh, I think that's when it really set in that this actually happened. And then I hear more about the other families. In general, like, Kobe, I definitely respected him as a player, as someone who grew up playing basketball. Um, But, of course, I was one of those people you know, diehard Nuggets fan uh-huh. that didn't like Kobe but definitely respected him because we give credit where it's due over here. Right. And, um, yeah, just definitely hit me a bit hard. Like, I went to work the next day. I didn't talk to nobody. I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want you to ask me if I heard about it. Right. Yada, yada. And then I was in a meeting, and someone was like, yeah, well, I feel more sorry for the Altabelli family because the wife died, the kid died, and the husband died, and they're leaving behind everybody a couple lost of somebody. kids. Yes, yeah. everyone lost somebody. And, like, how do you sit there and make it 
The reason they said this because Kobe was getting so much attention and not the other people. But in general, that's kind of how our society is. That's Kobe was this is. big um, influence. Right. A lot of people know him. Not right. a lot of people know the Altabelli family. I think that. And I'm not even mentioning the other folks because I don't even know their names. Yeah. Um, so not many people are mentioning them because they don't have as much of an influence. And so people talk about like, well, why do you care so much that this person died? And, you know, I used to kind of have that mentality way, way back. I would say kind of around the time when Michael Jackson died mm-hmm. uh, because I was like, you, you don't even really know him. But at the same time, I think when you can, uh, empathize around death when you um, have experienced death not necessarily like you dying yourself obviously right um, but you know have people close to you die like you know what that feels like and you know some other things that I have been seeing is like how do you praise Kobe more than your own parents and if you're like me where you grew up with Um, people that are not your biological parents and things were just what they were in the home like you do tend to look for those that influence you those that right are your out your idols outside of that now i think that there is definitely a line between you know seeing them as your idol and definitely uh praising them in a weird way like just going overboard like don't do all of that Um, because at the end of the day they don't know you but at the same time like people have to look for things elsewhere so I just think the conversation around you know talking about him more than the other family members is a little weird and talking about like well why would you care about him when Mac Miller passed away and I know we talk about this a lot um I yo I was it was I think it was either the day before my birthday or the on my birthday and Mm -hmm. i was so sad Mm -hmm. i was like i was sad like my family member died Mm -hmm. like kobe bryant i was definitely sad mac miller was a little bit more sad just because i felt a little more connected to mac miller i was sad for both but (laughs) um yeah it's just you did think kobe was gonna retire and then be around forever right you know what i'm saying and i saw a tweet where it was like you know that people die but you just feel like some people are gonna stick around forever and that's what kobe was that's true yeah it i mean and like there'll come a point where you know like his his death becomes easier to deal with in a sense and i don't know like i think with with music and sports specifically, it's like I never knew Kobe Bryant like personally, but I knew enough from you know you know what I've known since he was seventeen. You know he's seventeen, eighteen years old, coming into the NBA. You know, played for a team through twenty years. You know, we got the chance to see Kobe grow up. So and wasn't when he, he one of the like last folks that was able to go into the NBA at that age before they got the put that rule in place where they have to. Uh, something like that, because I thought LeBron came in at eighteen too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, I think you're right. Yeah, I think so. Anyways, um, they're both one of the last people, and it just yeah made a lasting impact. Yeah, it's like I like I I don't know like even with music like yeah Mac Miller when he passed it's like I, I just gravitate towards music and sports. Sports brings music. Sports brings people together, and music brings people together, and. Yeah, it's like with sports specifically, 
sometimes these people can seem untouchable because they can do things most people can't, right. you know? Um, and Kobe Bryant just like he lived up to and exceeded so many expectations and just the type of person that he was like, he'd always be smiling and, you know, he granted, you know, he went through stuff with his marriage or whatever, but you know, they were able to overcome that. And even, even looking at, and I started to question, you know, oh, I can't imagine losing like, and again, I don't know these people, but they made an impact on my life. But someone like Jay-Z, for instance, mm-hmm. y- you know, I, there'll come a point in time where Jay-Z passes away. Hopefully, you know, it's when he's like old and gray and right. it's not through some freak accident. But, you know, it, 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 I, I'd feel the same way. Super sad. Same with Kanye. Same with a bunch of people that had just had a huge impact on my life. Mm-hmm. And it's not to, you know, take credit away from my parents or anything like that but sometimes you know you have your you have your parents and your family but then you have like this extension of people that you gravitate towards that have done things that help you remember certain times in your life you know be it, even if it was j cole for instance like j cole really reminds me of when i first started college and that's why i love j cole a lot because it reminds me in a point in my life to where i started to kind of change things a little bit and i was just on j cole heavy you know i was on all his mixtapes you know like all of them you know and so I think with Kobe Bryant, I think, you know, with a lot of people, specifically even people in the NBA and people who play basketball, basketball is like a global sport. You know, it's huge. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not on the level of of, of football, but, you know, in America, in a sense, I think now it will be. And I've kind of seen a shift. Um, But, you know, soccer and basketball are played all around the world, you know. And Mm -hmm. when you look at like Kobe Bryant, this is a guy who spoke, I think, like eight different languages. Uh, you know, he he had done so much, you know, overseas and just, you know, giving back and everything. So it sucks that, you know, he died in a freak accident. And those other families, like, it, they're, again, like, people aren't mentioning them as much just because they weren't famous. That's all. Like, that's just the the nature. Of, that's yeah, just the, it doesn't that's mean just the that they matter any less Exactly, because it still sucks. Like, the, the Altabelli family, like, I think her name is Christina Mauser, and like, her husband posted on Facebook, and he's like, um, my kids and I are devastated. We just lost our wife in a helicopter crash. You know, and it, it's like, fuck, this impacts so many people. And when you look at when people die early like that, the generational effect is crazy. Like, for instance, Kobe Bryant will never get to see his grandkids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Altabelli family, like, you know, their daughters, their daughter will never grow, you know, to graduate high school and potentially play in the WNBA or play college basketball, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Even the pilot, like, he had a family. Right. You know, like, he used to, I, I think Kawhi Leonard said that he used to fly for him uh-huh. or whatever. And it, it's just like, it's so many people that are affected in, like, this ripple effect and, it's just it's crazy and then i was on twitter and i had saw like people breaking down numbers just as far as i forgot like this it's like a science or like some i I was about to say weird but i'm not gonna call it weird um i was just gonna call it weird because i didn't understand it and that's wrong uh but it's like this thing where people break down these numbers and days and like numbers related to your life and they did it with kobe bryant and it was weird like so much added to like nine which was the amount of people that had died mm-hmm. and the numbers eight and 24 and it was weird as shit like <laughs> it was mad weird i don't know it was crazy weird i i'll see if i could find the thread or whatever um and post it in the link description of this uh show but 
yeah, I mean, it, it just sucks. And, it, it, you know, he'll have his memorial. The Lakers played last night, and they lost. And I watched the whole game, and Usher sang Amazing Grace, and like was super sad. And uh, Boyz II Men did the national anthem, and then LeBron gave a speech, and he was crying. And it's just like – and the Lakers did lose. And at, the, at some, some part of me was like, damn, like Damian Lillard out there came out there and balled out. But, you know, that's what Kobe Bryant would want. Like, you know, Kobe Bryant would – was a a beast on the court and he had no friends on the court in a sense of like he he'll he'll give the business to anybody yeah it was like you know it our relationship you know leaves as soon as we step on this court and i'm gonna just yeah like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna tear your head off or do whatever i can to win you know them ankles up yeah like yeah you yeah you know like i remember this video like obviously there's so many like old videos that came out about kobe bryant and he was talking to these kids and this was early in his career and he's like settle down and find you a woman you know that you can stick with or something to that effect and then he's he paused and he's like but that's not soft because i will bust your ass on the court you know <laughs> whatever <laughs> and everybody started laughing you know or whatever but yeah i don't know it just it just sucks and you know he'll they'll have his memorial it'll probably be televised i'd love to fly out to la for the memorial it'll probably be next week and i'd probably just try to fly out that morning and fly back that night mm-hmm. um i know it's going to be a ton of people there and it's going to be so sad and but I just want to go just because yeah I was a big Kobe fan I, I I you can go back on my Twitter and I'd always talk about Kobe and I'd be like there'll be no Kobe slander like Kobe was better than MJ to me and mm-hmm. you know and this puts Kobe a, ahead of Michael Jordan and he and to me Michael Jordan is a fraud anyway like that nigga doesn't care about kids or none of that shit like they use the meme fuck them kids with his face on it because <laughs> he don't get, he don't he don't give a shit about people like a whole bunch of kids get shot over his shoes and all that shit. And he doesn't right. do anything. He'll still release limited pairs of his shoes because he profits off of it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. So fuck Michael Jordan. I never liked Michael Jordan anyway. So fuck him. But yeah, I don't. know. It just sucks. I don't know how. To, I don't know how to play. Yeah, it just sucks. So Kobe. It just sucks. Definitely, you know, rest in paradise to Kobe Bryant, the Altabelli family, and the rest of the folks. Um, yeah. That did not survive. Yeah. Yeah, and Crash. we'll have to see this for a, a while uh, because, they, you know, they'll have the Hall of Fame and Kobe was going to go into the Hall of Fame this year. He was going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame uh, inductee. Um, and, yeah, you know, we'll live – All-Star Weekend is this month. And If you get a tattoo, please make sure somebody knows what they're doing. Cause I I'm saw some really good ones, seeing, but I saw some bad I've ones. I've seen some really good ones, but <laughs> I'm seeing some really bad ones. Yeah. And that's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen some <laughs> fucked up tattoos. I've seen some fucked up art. And I'm like, yo, y'all, the intentions are right, but they're good. You gotta right. you gotta spend that money if you want that quality, man. That you, money. You, you do. You definitely gotta spend it. I'll let it. you know who my tattoo artist is. She's dope. Yeah, you you definitely gotta do that. But yeah, rest in peace to Kobe. And uh, I do want to talk about like news outlets. You know, this is kind of. It's still on the Kobe topic a little bit, but so apparently TMZ reported his death before his wife even knew mm, about it. That's what I heard. And I'm like, y'all are news outlets, specifically TMZ in the shade room. I don't follow the shade room. I don't follow TMZ. I found out about Kobe Bryant, like I said, through a phone call. And then I get on social media and see so much shit being reported. Fake shit, you know, about Rick Fox or, you know, all the girls being with him, whatever. But the internet sometimes is super damaging and i think we touched on this on the last episode i think um but it is like tmz is a 
whoever broke that story and the people that work there, you y'all just you're disgusting people like there's no other way to put it you guys break stories and i can understand like rumors you know about whoever the kardashians are dating or jenners are dating whoever like that's not a big deal but when it's something of this magnitude you know somebody dying and not even the family knows about it yet it's just they just care about being first they just care about the views on their website so much pressure on those who are journalists and reporters yeah to be first to be the first person and that just was not the way to do it I, at all. I And I think that's unfortunately, society is kind of responsible of that because we've we've put it on us like, oh, if I'm the first to know about this, you know, people are going to go to, you know, my Twitter page or my Instagram page. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are going to all the attention is going to be on me. And I look cool and it's for knowing this first. Stupid. I remember when my brother passed away, uh-huh. I saw through Facebook. Like, not one of my family members, granted I was in South Korea, but not one of them messaged me at all. I found out through Facebook. That's crazy. that's, like, the shittiest thing. Yeah. To be like, oh, I I don't really have anybody to connect with, to talk to, and now I find out that my brother passes away over social media. Like, it's not... Like, I couldn't imagine being Vanessa and, you know, she's on social media or whatever and she knew her daughter and her husband left to go to this basketball practice Mm -hmm. and then she's hearing that oh they died in a helicopter crash you know or maybe she was like what if she was just randomly on instagram like seeing that and then freaking out like oh is like oh my god yeah exactly i don't know like you know what if she it was sunday people relax on sundays exactly she's at home chilling let's say she was just randomly on instagram and a picture of her husband's face come across comes across and said breaking news kobe bryant died in helicopter crash and yeah and it's on tmz it's like y'all are pieces of shit i hate those platforms i don't follow the shade room because I don't like the the light that they put just black people so, in. Right, and yeah. it's so much negativity. Yeah, but so yeah, much. you're right on the black people thing. Like, I had to stop following them so long ago. I remember I started following them um, when we started recording. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I can't do this anymore. I got to clean up yeah. my Instagram because y'all are shit. Yeah, it's, it, I, I did follow them too at one point. But I don't know. I can't remember what they posted where I was just like, this Yo, I can't. Yeah, I, was, I can't yeah. follow you. I can't remember what it was. Something like that happened. Yeah, and it, I'm just, I don't know. I, it, like, even the comments and the people that, it's like, yo, man, that shit's not funny. Like, it's not cool. It's messed up. And, but people love to talk shit about other people. And it's clout. Like, if that's what you want to call it, whatever. But the only time I'll argue with people is on sports pages. Like, you know, because it, it's I'm not talking bad about why well, do be talking bad about people in sports. But, you know, it's about their game, not about who they are as a person, you know. And, yeah, those platforms are just shit. And real time social media can definitely be dangerous sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, even when you see. Did you hear about the news reporter? As beneficial as it may be. It just. Ugh. Yeah. But no, news reporter. So the go news ahead. reporter, when Kobe Bryant died, she was, she said, yeah, what she oh, said, the Los yes. Angeles Nakers or Nakers. I, I, something. Yeah, yeah. And people were like, I don't know if she got fired. I think people. On her head. Yeah. I think people said she got fired, but I can't remember. Um, 
But there's another comedian. I just know that she had came out and said, like, I was talking about the Knicks and the Lakers yeah. at the same time and said Nakers. Yeah. And then I saw someone on Twitter like, but Nakers, yeah. though? And like, then, yeah, come on. But, and then this video came out of news reporters making slips like that all the time. Uh-huh. And, like, there were people, like, there were news reporters talking. And they're like, yeah, if you look over there on Martin Luther Coon, I mean, Martin Luther King Street. And there were multiple oh. reporters that said oh, that. No. I was like, what oh, the? And I, what I was unaware. And like I was unaware that that was something that racist people would call, you know, Martin Luther King or whatever. Uh-huh. They would slip. They'd be like Martin Luther Coon. I mean, uh, I shouldn't have said that, uh-huh. you know, or whatever. And I'm Yo. like, damn, like it. And it was like this long video, like it was like a five minute video of just different news reporters just saying accidentally slipping, saying niggers or like saying fag or saying so much, so many like derogatory terms. And I'm like, fuck, that like, they, so foul. like, I'm like, man, that and shit racist. is crazy. It is is fucked up is is mad fucked up i don't know so what do you think you think she was just like really talking about the knicks and the lakers and said nakers <sighs> unfortunately i do i i do think that it was just a slip up the martin luther coon thing you don't fuck that uh, up right. no that, uh-uh, no no that's, no, yeah. no but, but i believe her too i yeah, think that she said nakers yeah like, yeah strangely that, yeah I if do you too. sound out nicks and you sound out lakers like that i do too. sounds understandable to me yeah. and with someone with some experience having to do this recording stuff <laughs> yeah um, it, you definitely slip up or you I always have trouble speaking sometimes, so I definitely understand that. But yeah, that Martin Luther Coon stuff—that's yeah, yeah. No. That you definitely wild. meant to say that. Shit. Like I laughed when I heard it because I'm like, I can't believe like they're <laughs> saying that. And like I said, multiple people said it. I can't remember what I saw it on. It, w- it wasn't on Twitter. It was just like on Google or something that I had came across. I think when I had Googled about that news reporter, I should have tweeted it. But yeah, I, I I couldn't believe it. I was just like, yo, people are fucking wild but the girl the woman that worked for the i think it was cnn um maybe it was cnn uh but yeah i do i think that it was an accident so i'm not gonna i i didn't like get on her head or or immediately get angry or anything yeah, me either. because i listened to it a few times i'm like yeah i don't know i don't think she did i don't i don't know i don't think she meant to say niggers but a bunch of famous people they disagreed and yeah i don't know but it's just like in short those platforms, man, like people, uh, they always talk about, you know, how can we get rid of them? You just stop following them. Stop giving them their attention. That's yeah. how they make their money because people go, you know, to their websites or to their social platforms. You know, they have eyeballs on their platforms. They sell those They sell those numbers to advertisers, and that's how they make right. their money. Right, and yes, they may still have a lot of people at the end of the day, but they ain't got you. Right, exactly, you know, and you can leave with a clear conscience and knowing that you're not putting that kind of energy out there. That's like loving hip-hop. Like, I don't watch that shit. Love and hip hop. I understand why some ones? people do. Like, I understand why some people do. Or some shit or... Yeah, it's, some of it's funny, but at the same time, I'm like, it's just, I would never even agree to be on one of those shows. Like, I, it, my money could be low the as fuck. The only thing that I think I could agree on is that new Netflix show, The Circle, because you're not like really with anybody. You're just I hadn't chilling by yourself. Yeah, go ahead and watch that. Uh, but Indigo that's like it. the it's big. only thing that I could see myself doing ever as far as reality TV, all this other stuff, and like having to like pretend or be the baddest or whatever. Like, I couldn't do it. Yeah. But yeah, it does highlight um, black people in a negative way, just kind of furthers the stereotypes. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so uh, kind of moving. Well, 
you have on here that so Ti asked for forgiveness. Yeah. For his so, so um, as I was going through and prepping for this episode, I had <clears> saw <throat> that a an article on Huffington Post came out about how Ti had um, posted something and apologized to his daughters for the way that he's been acting and whatnot and just saying, hmm. you know, I love you. Basically the whole like, you know, time is short type thing. Mm-hmm. We never know when we gonna die. Mm-hmm. All of that type of stuff. Um, which I thought was interesting as far as the timing is concerned because I think that your family deserved an apology, like a heartfelt sincere apology before that Mm -hmm. and if it you know kind of pushes you to do the things that you need to be doing then okay yeah um but yeah ti you're fucking weird man with the whole like checking your daughter's hymen and whatever else or whatever like that's weird bro so i just need don't do that i think that's some south shit like (laughs) i don't know (laughs) that That sounds bad to say but i do like we i think society already has a big issue with knowing how to talk to young folks and adults about sex or just even being comfortable to talk about it amongst your friends like Mm -hmm. my friends and i would talk about anything Mm -hmm. like literally i was just telling indigo and lasanda and some other friends about how someone was trying to pay me to have a threesome and they was like i gotta be <laughs> able to do anal like <laughs> how much was they, how much was they offering they was though? trying to give me a thousand and i was like first that of all enough. that's not <laughs> it's not enough y'all like oh to man. Ha- if y'all think about like sex and what goes into that not one k bro the, nah. the, so so two things real fast. <laughs> I'll go. I'll get back to the being paid for sex because I've I've seen some stuff about that. But what is it with people and public apologies on social media? Like like maybe he did, so maybe he did apologize to mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna say he probably did just because Ti is he just seems like that kind of guy to maybe do like a private apology you know amongst his family right. But why do people feel the need to do public apologies? Does it like I think it makes them feel better or makes them feel like the bigger person if they do it publicly because then people can see they're like oh i can show off my character you know and and people uh, people be able to forgive me but that is that is weird i definitely think that is part of it another part of it is like i feel that people pressure others into a public apology because i believe if a situation was to happen and that person did not apologize publicly Mm -hmm. And the people that was pressuring them, like, oh, you need to apologize, they wouldn't be satisfied. And then they'd be like, oh, you haven't fucking apologized yet. Right. You're trash. Da, 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 da. Right. Like all this other stuff, I think they would be getting on them. Um, but yeah, so I think there's two sides of it the pressure, but also this need to show, like, yeah, I am the bigger person, or look at me doing this good thing Mm -hmm. you see it with you know community service work that's true why do you have to post a picture or why are you in 
um africa you know taking photos right with all the kids and yeah. making it seem like you're doing all this good yeah you can take the photo but i and don't you understand know, i'm not doubting it. that some people are doing good out here but at the same time you do not need to post a photo it's just like this weird um white gaze going on right when it comes to that stuff i think part of it is because for selfish reasons because it makes them feel like a good person right you know and it's like oh i'm out here doing a good deed you know let me let me share and you know people say you know oh it's about but and then they not it's about you being selfish and it's making you feel good you know you want other people to think that you're a good person you know you'll post a picture with the kids in africa but you know sometime later on that week you're doing coke you know, off somebody's ass crack, you know, like it's, it's, it's like, right. you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, I don't know. You're not living in your truth. And, but the sex stuff, this, the being paid for sex. So there was this article that came out that I read. God, my stomach keeps normalized sex work. <laughs> um, it came out and apparently there's guy, and I think we talked about this on the old episodes, but they like people in Dubai pay for like, Oh, yes. yeah, and we talked uh-huh. about that for shit contracts. So now that Kim has been offered a contract for a threesome. Wait, so a guy wrote you. Yeah, okay, so I Yeah, we need context. This, okay, let me backtrack, y'all. So I'm out with my friends, Meredith and Melina. Shout out to y'all. And um, this guy comes up to me, and he just starts like, Wait, hold on. Meredith, Melina, and Kimberly, y'all sound like Mortal Kombat characters. Yo, <laughs> already. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. We out here. Um, and so he comes up to me and challenges me to rock, paper, scissors. And I'm like, you know what? I'm at the bar. I'm just down randomly. for that. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge. I win. He buys me a drink. He asks for my number. I'm like, all right, whatever. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, okay so then he wants to be friends and whatnot and get to know me and go to brunch and shit like that Mm -hmm. first of all if y'all know me my schedule is packed so unless you're scheduling shit with me a week in advance two weeks in advance you cannot be spontaneous as much as i would love for you to be and as much as i would like to be that type of person i'm not so later on in conversations um he starts talking about sex and I was like, Oh no. He starts talking about like wanting to be friends. And he was like, can we express each other's needs? And I was like, as long as it's in the lines of friendship, if Mm -hmm. it's not, then you can look for that elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And so then he was like, what if I pay you? And then he was like a hundred dollars. And I was like, you're really not (laughs) trying to offer me only a hundred dollars bargain exactly to have sex and i was like oh nah bruh that's funny and then he was like 500 and i was like because mm. first all right. of all like sex is a lot <laughs> y'all like 500 is just not gonna cut it yo and then um i didn't text him and then he randomly texted me and was like all right 1k for a threesome and I was like, you know what? I am trying to travel. Maybe I could use this one k <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'm trying to go Ew. to Bali for my 30th birthday. Did he mean like two guys or you and another? Two guys. Oh, two man. guys. So I was like, all right, send me a picture of your homeboy. <laughs> Kim was, almost, I was, like, Kim just, was almost down. I was y'all. like, just a regular picture because <laughs> don't be sending me no unsolicited dick pics. I don't want it. <laughs> 
And then I see the dude and I'm like, <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> what he look like a like a like a muppet? Like, he what just he, he look like. I just didn't don't find him attractive at all. And yeah. so then later on in the conversation, when I'm telling him no, like I don't think I could do this, yada yada. He's like, you have to be able to do anal too. And I was like, oh, okay, man. first of all, he was trying to, <laughs> he was going for it. I've never had a threesome. Mamba mentality. And he was going for it. <laughs> I have never had anal sex. So I'm like, for you to only offer me 1K and to be two doing two things oh, that man. are new and I know that anal sex is going to hurt, like, don't be out here. He was Kim trying, got standards, y'all. He was trying to say, like, oh, it's going to be fine. You got to do it with the right people. And I was like, don't people, like, ease into that shit with butt plugs and stuff? He was talking. He was not <laughs> talking about having any of that shit. He was I just, was like, I'm going for it. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm not, no. <laughs> so from so a- I tell him no, right? And <clears throat> I'm thinking that's it because he doesn't text me back. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh-huh. Text me this morning. <laughs> 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 talking about... He's lonely and he wants to have sex. Of course he and does. Just, nah, y'all. Yeah, nah, don't. I'm do open that. to talking about sex and I'm open to talking about safe sex and I'm going to be planning, you know, a sex positive event um, at my job here soon. Oh, that's dope. But yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. It, so as from a woman's perspective, you just pay my it. loans, <laughs> then your girl really gonna consider. All right. I think there's multiple people out there. <laughs> they, they gonna pay off student loans for real. Um. From a woman's perspective, when is it too early when you just meet a guy for them to bring sex into the conversation? Like, when is it too early? Like, if he's like, let's say, for instance, y'all meet, you know, in your situation Mm -hmm. at a bar and you guys text and is the next day too early? Is the next week, the next month? Like, when is it too early? Or is it a case by case basis? And it depends on how much you like that person. Um, I think that... I I mean, I wouldn't just be talking about sex on the first date, Mm -hmm. but, well, shoot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think, I can't put a timeline on it, really, because if someone opens up the conversation, if I'm in the mood to talk about it, I'll talk about it. But if I feel like um, I'm not really up to having that conversation because i'm still trying to fill out this person still trying to see you know am i actually attracted to them and whatnot right then i try not to open it up because i don't want them to think like um what we got going on right now is going to lead to that true or i might just be open in general to the conversation but not necessarily like sexting you know if we're just talking about it fine um, but if it leads to like sexting and I don't have any intentions on uh, having sex with you, then it's shutting that down that conversation. Because mm-hmm. now that I think about it, um, one of my friends, I met him when I was in Vegas and we talked about it that same day. One, because I was in Vegas and I was like, yeah, I'm about to get in the one night stand. Da, 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 da. Wait, like, when we went to the festival? No. Oh, OK. Uh, this was before <laughs> that. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to have one night stand. I'm going to be adventurous. 
Um, and I tend to be an adventurous person, but when I think I'm going to do something like that, I'm actually not going to do that. Like, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Um, plus the situation we were in, like I had my cousin in my room and his then girlfriend at the time and oh, that's he was with on. his boys Yeah, that's and a it just on. wasn't going to happen. So nah. that's, I would say the earliest that I've talked about sex is like the same day of meeting someone, like within hours. Yeah. I, it's weird. It's like even <clears throat> within meeting someone, I think if you're going to talk about, I guess there's ways to talk about it, you know, not yeah. like. Oh, this is what I'm gonna do to you. This is what I'm gonna, you know. <laughs> right, like, hold up, like, wait that's a like, minute. That's like weirdo stuff. But I don't I, I even think, know you like that. Yeah, I think opening up the floor for a conversation, you know, especially being adults, like I think it's, I think it's fine. I, I, I think it's normal, and I, I think the in the traditional sense of, you know, the way people's sexual relationship would form would be a lot different. You know, back then, back in the day, you know, it was like. It was like this sacred thing to talk about. But sex is a lot more open now. You right. Know? So a lot more people talk about it. You need to be able to talk about it and you need to be able to ask the appropriate questions like, you know, have you gotten tested? Right. Things like that. You know, if the person's not really comfortable, like, are you going to be comfortable enough to bring up those important questions? Right. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely true. Yeah. I hadn't I've never been offered money. I, I, that's definitely a guy thing. That's yeah, that was my first ta- time. Yep, first time being offered money, and it's a no for me, dog. Definitely not. Uh-oh. No. Uh uh-uh. uh But normalized sex work. It's a no for me because I'm really not attracted to this person whatsoever. I feel like maybe I'd consider if it was a different story. At least I would like to think so. I would consider it whether I do it as a different story. Yeah. Um. But yeah normalize sex work i think everybody pays for sex at some point in their life like in in some form or fashion you Mm -hmm. pay for it with time like guys are doing something to get the woman that you want you're taking her out to eat you're going on dates you're spending that money she ain't paying for that shit true and you know you're paying yeah you like her but as a guy you still want to sleep with her so yeah you're still paying for sex but to blatantly come out I kind of respect it because he was just like, he just blatantly came out and said it. He's like, yo, I'm not trying to wind and dine you. I'm trying to just pay for what I want to say what and I And I do want. respect that too. I like when people are upfront and honest and then that gives me an opportunity to do the same. Yeah. Like I know what this, I know what you want and that's cool with me. Yeah, definitely. You know, if you out here just trying to do the most and all you want is sex and then I'm over here with feelings for you like i'm not with that no miss me with that if you want sex straight up definitely no i agree all right let it be what it is i agree um yeah moving on uh the grammys did you watch them grammys no i watch award shows because i'm not getting an award what do i want to watch you for yeah um no that s- s- sounds like a stink attitude but yeah. <laughs> on the real um I'm just not the biggest fan of watching award shows. Like yeah. they haven't, they've never really been that inter- entertaining to me. So yeah, I, I, can, I don't pay attention to them. I consume I, m- my award shows through social media. I like to see, yes, exactly. I like to see what people wore. Yeah, that's, that's fair. It. That's fair. Um, the so Tyler the Creator won best hip hop album, I think. Urban, yes, or, best. Yeah. Rap album. Yeah, best rap album, which I loved. 
Igor. Like, I was about to say Flower Boy, but then I had to think. It was Igor. Um, I love that album. And after seeing him perform it live at the festival, like, I was like, yo, I really like Tyler Crater. Like, I, I, his journey, I respect. And, you know, he did a good job of, you know, trying to put his friends on. You know, he did. And some of them caught, obviously, like, Frank Ocean, you know, but, but you know, like, uh-huh. you know, some of them caught on. Um, some of them didn't, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, I and his comment about, you know, that he felt like winning the award was kind of backhanded, you know. I think that's really true. And the people, the so I put in here the tastemakers or whatever, so the, basically the people who decide, like, what's core, what's award-worthy. I think that sometimes, yeah, we do put too much value into them because a lot of times they don't even come from our culture. They right. don't come from, you know, like what or the stories that we tell and, you know, that I'm I like to think sometimes that, you know, the people that decide stuff that goes on with the Grammys are just old white dudes. You know, that may not be the case. It could be younger people. Um, you know, I hope that there's definitely some diversity in there, you know, women, you know, people of color, all of that. But I don't know, a part of me thinks uh, yeah, that I don't that's think not there the really is. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you see that in a lot of places. Like you'll kinda see more color um more black folks towards you know the bottom mm-hmm. but as you keep going up and up and up like all you see are white people and then you have these people trying to talk about like things needing to change sometimes if there's like one person in there but yeah when it comes down to determining who wins these awards it's you know just a sea of white yeah, it's a similar conversation going on in the NFL right now. So Shannon Sharp, uh, undisputed Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless had talked about this, just about there being, you know, the NFL player-wise is over 70% black, but coaching and staff and decision-makers, you know, that's, it's not even 10% black. Right. You know, um, and they said black specifically because it's majority of the players in NFL are black. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not ones like blacks are people of color, but it's, some ma- money. it's basically like black people, you know. Yeah. And like even Skip Bayless like was agreeing like, yeah, I, I, with the way that it is, you know, these players a lot of times, you know, they get older, they retire, they become assistant coaches, you know. How come they're not coaches or GMs or owners or VPs mm-hmm. or, you know, and that's something that should happen because at the end of the day, we're the one making the sport the money. Right. And it's that's what bothers me the most about these institutions. And I recently talked about this on Twitter. And I've mentioned this before when it comes to the NCAA as well. The NFL, the NBA, you know, when you leave and you're not really making them money consistently, mm-hmm. they do not give nah. a shit about you. They definitely and don't. That, gets me so much like at one point in time i really wanted to be like a financial advisor manager whatnot for like players because Mm -hmm. the percentage of them who go broke after they're no longer playing is so high up in the 70 percent 80 percent area and it shouldn't be that way like where are the plans for these people to be set for the rest of their lives because that's kind of what they had their intentions set on when they came in like you know I finally made it here I am being able to provide for my family and I'm not saying that everyone um, has come from that type of background because that's very stereotypical right but for those that did 
come from that background where they now have this money to be able to support their family in other ways support themselves in other ways like why is it that they're just being shitted out like once they retire or once they're injured or whatever happens to them like what i'm thinking about specifically is delante west like Mm -hmm. why is homeboy out here on the street and i heard that he you know struggles from bipolar disorder which Mm -hmm. can be really big for those folks because they're taking their medicine and then as soon as they feel well because that medicine does so much to them emotionally they're no longer taking it because they are like i feel well and so like why did no one really pay attention to that before he got to where he is right now on the street and videos popping up of him getting beat up and stuff like that like exactly it uh i don't know it's just really sad when you see that when you see that type of dynamic i remember when i first started graduate school and y'all know i'm a really big basketball fan and someone was like yeah i don't like the nba because they're like a bunch of slave owners and i felt some type of way at first about that comment and Mm -hmm. now i'm like yeah y'all are (laughs) y'all are something else over there in the nba nfl and all these um other institutions that where um, they make the most off of black bodies and don't really um, support them in the way that they need to be supported. Yeah, I, definitely in the NFL. I feel like the NBA, they at least do a bit of a better effort because there's, there's yes, quite a... Yes, they yeah, do. They yeah, do. They, do. they definitely like, they do. do. Like, they, there's been black owners in the There's n- have yet to be a black owner in the NFL. Like, not one, but there's been black Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. It's I think redu- he owns yeah. a part of the, the Lakers. Lakers yep. He also owns a part of the Dodgers as well. Like you know, and so before Michael Jordan owned the Bobcats, Bob Johnson did the former owner of BET. You know, and it's like it, there's so many. I I don't know, and even just level of coaches. You know, you have you know Alvin Gentry. You know, he was. I think he's an assistant coach now, but he was a head coach. You know, you have Derek Fisher. You have, you know, Teron Liu. Like, there's been so many head coaches, you know, of color in the NBA that have won championships, you know, that have went on to be part of great teams and organizations that weren't just a player in that organization. But for whatever reason, with NFL or even with entertainment, music, movies, and all that, I don't know, we – still don't get our just due and and when we do it, it it's kind of like a, oh here you go like right. you know but then too i also think like well why do well let's not put so much stock into you know these awards or whatever like mm-hmm. you, the reason why a grammy is so important is because we care about it if people stop caring about it specifically black people because we we contribute so much to entertainment then i think part of the award would lose its cachet like there wouldn't be you know there wouldn't be as much you know uh i i guess you know appeal you know or it wouldn't be as as much of a coveted award that people want so i don't know it's weird but i mean i am happy for the people that did win like j cole finally won one so you know and but j cole is great with that but i don't think he he's one of those people that isn't super big into the awards and he still rides a bike around new york city right and he knows that he will be the dopest yeah anyway yeah 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 yeah. i freaking love j cole yeah I, i love cole too and and nipsey one as well um someone that i have a problem with is dj Khaled. i can't fucking stand that guy like 
I hate DJ Khaled. Well, hate is a strong word. I dislike DJ Khaled. Why? So it started with him talking shit about Tyler the Creator. So I think he and Tyler the Creator album dropped last year at the same time. Mm-hmm. Basically, he was riding in his Wraith, his nice ass car, drop top. And he's like, his what? His car is Wraith, Maybach Wraith. Oh, I think it was Maybach a Wraith. Wraith. I think it, okay. I think it was a Wraith. I, kinda, I think it know, was. I know what that is. I think it's just even a Maybach Wraith. Obviously, I don't, I don't make enough money because if I'm saying the make and model wrong, then oh well. But I think he was riding in a Wraith. Um, and he's driving and he's got his music playing. And he's like, I don't make that weirdo rap, that r- weirdo music. When you hear my music, it's something you want to feel, something you are. And then that's why Tyler the Creator would tweet like weirdo rap, laugh out loud. Or whatever, and if you look at DJ comment DJ Khaled's comments on Instagram, he has them disabled because for the last year, people are going in like Igor is better than what was the name of DJ Khaled's last album? I don't even know. Ah, fuck. First of all, let me see. I think that's why I've always liked Tyler the Creator. I don't listen to him on the daily, but I've always liked that he was different. Uh huh. If you want to call it weirdo rap, whatever, but I always liked that about him and dude's funny as shit yeah i love so <laughs> father of Assad. so I, I i don't know maybe dj Khaled felt super attached to his album because he you know it was named after after his son and everything and i i, I don't know i just don't like dj Khaled. and i i still to this day i'm like the only we reason the why best. he wanted yeah the only he did ace hood wrong and i really like ace hood oh i love ace he, hood he did ace hood wrong <laughs> oh we can't ace hood even be oh no. no ace hood is dope to me y'all I know i'd be hood in the car the listening to ace hood. i love ace hood and also too like he i i don't know i i, I feel like he, he he he's successful basically off being on the shoulders of others standing on the shoulders of others he won this grammy this year because nipsey was in that song yeah, if nipsey wasn't true. in that he song he wouldn't have got won. that grammy yeah. he would he definitely wouldn't have gotten that grammy and even oh, people yeah. tweeted that they were like you only won because nipsey was on that song like mm-hmm. that's it the, nipsey is the only reason why you won that grammy i don't know i just really don't like dj Khaled. i don't i don't follow him like i don't i don't like i can't stand that guy it's like i don't know i don't he's just He's corny as fuck to me. I do not yeah. like DJ Khaled at all. No. And his last album, so it went gold. I think Tyler Creators went gold as well. Uh, let me see. Because I'm super curious now. But, uh, fuck, let me see. Hold on. I'm going to look this up, y'all, real Yeah, fast. I can't. I actually did not know all of that about DJ Khaled. Um, I've listened to some of his songs. Uh-huh. And I do like some of them, but... I did not know he was out here getting on my boy Ace Hood, okay? We yeah. cannot be doing that because Ace Hood is a top-tier artist. Yeah, he, he definitely is. And I don't know, DJ Khaled just didn't get behind, behind Ace Hood in the way he should have because Ace Hood is dope to me. Listen to him all the time in the gym. Listen to him while I'm riding in the car. And the the uh, just what Ace Hood represents. I would like, like to I say love. that I contributed somewhat to Marquise's love for Ace Hood. You did a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. You definitely did. Because, like, we had talked about that before. And I do. I like Ace Hood a lot. But fuck DJ Khaled. And that, I don't know. He's, he's yeah, he's corny. But whatever. But before we wrap, so you're going to London next London, week. Well, this week. Because this yes. episode will drop Monday. 
Um, going to London. I'm so excited, y'all. Please. So Kim is going to London with Let Fanny. Let me get there on time. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. If y'all, ha- so I got the opportunity to meet Fanny. Fanny's never. We should get Fanny on the episode one day. Yeah. I love Fanny. Fanny is Kim's really close friend, and Fanny went to the festival with us in Las Vegas. And Fanny's like, she's super short. She's so sweet. She's cute. Like Fanny's great. I love Fanny. Like, <laughs> but you two in London, I don't know why it's funny to me because I feel like Fanny is gonna like make fun of people like uh-huh. i feel like she does that she makes fun of people and like i just see like these two american girls like just sitting there laughing at like other people or n- not not say like laughing at people in london or just just shit that you guys see right or whatever so i'm excited for you guys to go and like what do y'all have planned yeah that well the main thing that we have planned currently is paris so we're gonna spend a couple of days in london okay doing typical london stuff and one of my friends actually that i met in spain who's from argentina is gonna be out there and so we're gonna oh. try and get together with them but we're gonna travel by train to paris mm-hmm. spend the day there and then we have a dinner cruise planned it's supposed to be a very fancy dinner cruise like if you come dressed down they're not even gonna let you on the boat oh, type shit. cruise um and it's gonna go by the eiffel tower the cathedral and all of that good stuff in the Seine river hopefully i'm pronouncing that right um but yeah that's the main thing that we've got planned and then i was also listening to an audiobook recently and the author was talking about how she was in london and all she wanted to do was visit the famous umbrella shop if y'all don't know it rains a lot in london um so we're probably gonna visit the umbrella shop hmm. um so super excited we're gonna stay in a hostel called rest up so um, I'll be writing about my adventures on my blog. Are you worried about the coronavirus? I am not worried. No. I think that the because the coronavirus is um, similar to um, the flu and the cold. And so it's, you know, to prevent yourself from getting it is kind of the common things. You wash know, your just hands. like wash your hands and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I and you know if I feel anything, then I'll go in and uh, hopefully get treated in time. But no, I'm not scared to get it. I think I'm just going to be very conscious of making sure that right. I'm as germ free as possible because I am getting on a plane, and plane carries a lot of germs, as you know. Yes. Um. And yeah, I'm not going to be out here like some folks. You, some some of y'all being real ignorant out here when it comes to being around Asian folks. And covering your mouth Very. as if, you know, they're the almighty carriers of this disease and that they just pass it on like they're some supervillain or something. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I heard that a man passed away and because he had some um, diseases that he was uh, dealing with already. Uh-huh. But no one helped him in the street. No one gave him CPR. Oh, he fuck. was Asian. And he died for, he doesn't, he didn't, he doesn't even have coronavirus. And like, I'm getting so frustrated. Um, And so like, yeah, that's super shitty. Like someone could have gave him CPR and potentially saved his life. Whereas no one did shit because they think an Asian folks automatically have coronavirus. Yeah. Y'all are stupid. I saw the super insensitive jokes on social media about Asian people um, and the coronavirus is fucked up. Like I did see, uh, there was I think it was either a couple hundred or a couple thousand people on this cruise and they wouldn't let them off the ship because there was a potential that they had contracted or they had gotten a contract is the right word. 
I don't know, fuck. Contracted. Contracted. Yeah, they had contracted uh, coronavirus. And I'm like, damn, that's scary. But to end on a light note, London, super excited. Yeah, that'll be fun. So Um, you're gone for how long? Already thinking just a week. That's all I had as far as PTO, unfortunately. So you fly in New York first and then London? Nope, straight there. From Denver? Yep. Word? Word. I didn't even know they had direct flights because when I had to fly to London for work last year, it was New York, then London. We all about them direct flights. That's correct. How long is that? Fuck. And guess how much the flight was? How much? 450 round trip. That's crazy. Damn. So. Y'all about to be on Soul Plane. Hell yeah. (laughs) in In the coach section where they got Popeyes and shit. No, that's dope. Yeah, I think Fanny upgraded her ticket, but I didn't. Because I was like, well, what's the point of me upgrading when I was, you know, trying to save? How many hours is it? That's around 10 hours, I think. That's honestly not bad. I I look at, I break stuff down. It shows my head. I break break stuff down in work days. So to me, that's like, ah, it's a work day on a plane. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Nah, that's not not bad at all. That's wild. Well, I hope you have fun. Safe travels. Thank you. And I'll, I'll... watch through uh social media that'll be dope for sure um yeah y'all i thank you for listening so much yeah thanks for being here with us we enjoy it (laughs) and this this wasn't a a rushed episode at all we're just we're just at about over an hour um a couple minutes over an hour so again thank y'all uh share the episode subscribe and if you guys want to argue with us on our opinions, that's fine as well. Cause mm-hmm. I stand on my shit. Everything I say, we welcome the smoke. <laughs> yeah. I won't back down. Um, so yeah, other than that, y'all, y'all have a good week and we will talk to y'all later. Stay safe. Peace.